The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowd, But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. In this morning's gospel, which is, if we are honest, a little strange and disjointed, but in this morning's gospel, we find Jesus grappling with a very powerful and manipulative force, expectations. For the crowd to whom Jesus is preaching expects God and God's Messiah to be something very specific. But to Jesus' chagrin, they can't decide what those specifications might be. Jesus said, for John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. In other words, John was too square and too weird. Then the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. In other words, Jesus is too friendly and too fun. So Jesus, in response, throws up his hands and offers a third option but more on that in a moment. For 2,000 years later, we too live in a world of expectations, a world that tells us who we should be, who others should be, what the world should look like, and, and this is where things can really go sideways, who God is. For ourselves, we learn from an early age what we should look like, what size we should be, what music we should listen to, what television we should watch, what should and should not cause us offense. And then we reciprocate by attempting to mold those around us. We set expectations, said or even worse, unsaid, of others expecting them to look a certain way, say certain things, believe certain things. 
such expectations can be helpful. I expect my children to say, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, when talking to an adult. My beloved wife expects me not to leave my shoes all over the house, an expectation I am aspiring to. And we play the expectations game with God, for we can also put God in the proverbial box as much as we put other people. We expect God to answer our prayers in the manner we expect and in the time we expect. We expect God to be on our side of the issue of the day, but God might be on the other side, or God may have no side. We expect God to look like the God of our childhood Bibles, but God could be radically different. So if we take a step back from all of these expectations, we may realize that these expectations are dangerous, even blasphemous, for these expectations are often ours and not of God. For I believe what is written in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, that God, when he created the universe, saw that it was good, said that it was good, and it was good. I'm a huge fan of the poet James Weldon Johnson and his interpretation of Genesis in his poem, The Creation. He wrote, Then God raised his arm and he waved his hand and over the sea and over the land he said, Bring forth, bring forth. And quicker than God could drop his hand, fishes and fowls and beasts and birds swarmed the rivers and the seas, roamed the forest and the woods, and split the air with their wings. God said, that's good. Therefore, all of God's creations, including you and including me, are intrinsically good. Our friend Tucker, who we will baptize in just a few moments, is good. That person across the aisle from you, yes, that one that looks a little shady, they are good. We make mistakes. I make a lot of them, and that was just this morning. But we are good. So if we put aside the expectations of this world and remember that God blessed us and created us out of his goodness, then we can turn to Jesus and Jesus' response to our expectations. For Jesus says, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, this may come as a great shock to you, but I am not an expert on animal husbandry. But I did do a little Googling this week about yokes. And I was surprised to learn that a yoke was not one size fits all. One does not simply pick up a yoke at the Home Depot or the tractor supply. 
rather a carpenter. Custom makes a yoke for every beast of burden, sculpting them to fit the anatomy, the muscles, and the contours of the creature in question. And thus the work is much more bearable, feasible, and productive. I'm also reminded of a day during the summer between my senior year in high school and my freshman year in college when my father scheduled a series of vocational tests. My dad had had several jobs throughout his life and none of them really satisfied him in the way that we hope a life's work might satisfy us. And so he scheduled these tests to hopefully give me some uh, some tools, some knowledge as I crossed a threshold in my life. I remember there were lots of those scantrons where you fill in the little bubbles with a number two pencil. And then I took a bunch of these different shaped tiles and arranged them in different ways in front of some uh, analyst who said, hmm, and then wrote things down. And of course there was some psychological testing as well. Who knows what that said? And it, it produced three results. That when I grew up, whenever that happens, I should be a lawyer, an art appraiser, or a clergy person. So for many years, I thought I should be a lawyer. That seemed like the respectable thing to do. But then, no offense to the lawyers present, I came to my senses. An art appraiser sounds interesting, but I'm not sure how one puts food on the table appraising art. And then there's being a clergy person. The jury's still out on that one. But I was grateful for my father's effort in giving me some things to think about as I went off to college. And so it is with being a disciple of Christ. It isn't easy, as was said in this pulpit not too long ago, I'm sure you all remember. And Jesus assures us that we can learn from him about who we are called to be. But most importantly, as we think about the vocation of our life, we can remember the words of the baptismal covenant, which we will say again in a few moments. For we do not answer the questions of the covenant with a mere yes or I will, but I will with God's help. For we are not alone. Tucker is not alone. You are not alone. I am not alone in this Christian adventure. So we can lay down our expectations. Lay down the expectations of this world, the expectations of others, and most importantly, the expectations we lay on ourselves. And just be. In the words of the U.S. Army, be all you can be, but this time with God. For by following Jesus, you will move beyond expectations and find a calling that will both satisfy yourself and make the world a better place.
Again, the work of God is not easy, but it is the work we were made to do. And like a well-made yoke, the work we are called to do is not beyond the gifts and talents that God has already given us. And most importantly, God is here to help us along the way. Lay down your burdens. Lay down your expectations. Lay down your disappointments and your fears. Those are not of God. God calls us to something more. Amen.